HR leaders, what's on your mind these days? Is it AI? Is it the economy? The talent market? Remote work? Retention? DEI? Pay transparency? New laws? Our 2024 Workplace Trends Report outlines how HR leaders are thinking about these challenges and what they believe will help their organizations overcome them. Want to find out what they said? Head on over to peoplemanagingpeople.com forward slash workplace trends 2024 and download the report to find out. Imagine building a company based on two main values, trust and lead with empathy. Today's conversation with Victor Tam, founder of Monos, we dive into how these values have really guided him throughout his entrepreneurial journey. It's a fascinating story where he started as a young age as an entrepreneur, built a number of companies, and in his current venture is really disrupting the online luggage market. Stay tuned for fascinating insights on how his co-founders and himself have, have structured their, their team, how they use their values to really guide their decisions. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Tim Reitzma, the resident host of People Managing People. Welcome to the podcast. We're people managing people and we want to lead and manage better. We're owners, founders, entrepreneurs, we're middle managers, we're team leaders. We're managing people and yes, we do human resources, but we're not HR, at least not in the traditional sense. We're on a mission to help people lead and manage their teams and organizations more effectively. So if you want to lead and manage better, if you want to become a better organizational leader and more effective people manager, then join us. Keep listening to the podcast to find the tips, tricks, and tools you need to recruit, retain, manage, and lead your people and organization more effectively. And while listening to the show, please subscribe and join our mailing list on peoplemanagingpeople.com to stay up to date with all that's going on. Hey, Victor, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Yeah, I'm glad to be here and uh, hoping, uh, yeah, some really interesting discussions uh, ahead. Yeah, I think, you know, we've known each other, you know, a little bit uh, through a mutual acquaintance or a mutual friend uh, for just over a year. And uh, when I first heard your entrepreneurial journey, your story uh, really piqued my interest. And I'd love for you to share with our guests a little bit about your background, you know, what, what uh, you're up to and what you're up to now. Yeah, so uh, I come from a background of um, you know purely digital. I think uh, it goes goes kind of all the way back to um, grade eight or nine when I first got my computer. Um, just you know, just like any kid, um, when you get a computer, you're most likely you know looking for games, and you spend countless hours just gaming on uh, the PC. Um, but what I did notice was when I did get um, when I did get uh, signed up to internet for the first time, I think around uh, grade 10, um, that was, that was what changed everything for me. Um, I noticed, you know, from then on everything that I wanted to learn and find out was uh, available online. And um, yeah, just with uh, a natural curious mind, I um, learned a lot uh, during uh, that uh, first few months uh, being uh, able to search the internet Um from there, I, I, I uh, you know, just like any um, anyone else, uh, I, I looked, for, you know, for games and applications to download online, and and just really got got an interest into just uh, web pages in general. 
Um, and you know, one thing led to another led to me just learning how to build my own website, learning how to, uh, you know, at, at that time it was a hobby of, um, building a site, um, where people can download, you know, games and applications. So it was kind of my own site. Uh, and it was, yeah, just really fulfilling, just having visitors go in and be able to track it. And, um, and yeah, one thing led to another, I, uh, was able to monetize that, uh, first website and, uh, from there, um, I noticed, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't have a desire, um, to, to, I, I noticed my, my grades started to dip, um, you know, in school, but at the same time, uh, what I was learning and, and earning during the days in high school, um, was, was getting to a significant amount. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, actually uh, decided to not proceed to uh, post-secondary from there um, as I was running already multiple businesses online. Um, and, uh, you know, 10 years, 10 years of um, uh, having a few companies and uh, uh, several exits from them. So the previous uh, uh, companies that I ran were very small in scale, right? These were companies where I could work uh, from home by myself. I might have one or two partners uh, during that time. And, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, uh, easy in the sense of, you know, there's no one really to answer to. There's no one that you're managing. Um, and they, they were, uh, they were all, uh, fairly successful. Um, it wasn't until, uh, 20, uh, 2010, um, we, uh, came, uh, up with a new concept of, um, uh, uh, coming up with a direct consumer furniture store, uh, mm-hmm. where we design, uh, manufacture and import all everything in, uh, you know, have our own website, uh, uh, our own marketing and, and logistics. Um, and from there, you know, same thing. It was kind of the same business model where it was just the three at that time. I had two other partners. It was just the three of us. Um, and yeah, we, you know, that, that was the point where we grew, grew to a size, um, three years in we, there was a very, uh, important uh, moment in there where we were we could have just you know left the company as is and it was doing very well you know we would each you know take you know dividends every month uh, i was very you know a business that would do well for the three of us um or you know we on the flip side we saw a tremendous potential if we reinvested everything back in and actually scaled the company because um during that time uh, direct consumer models were still quite new um that there was not a lot of there there weren't a lot of competitors and uh yeah we 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 thought uh you know i think this was the first time we actually gave it a shot and and try to go for that home run play and um from there you know after uh you know eight years fast forward eight years you know rove has grown to company of over 80 people um across three countries um and doing a fair size uh, uh, revenue, you know, mid 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 eight figures uh, by the time I exited uh, in 2018, um, and that's kind of led to today, uh, where I'm now uh, a founder of a new company, a direct consumer model for uh, travel and lifestyle um, goods uh, called Monos, um, and yeah, that's that's where I am today. Yeah, it's a fascinating journey. I think. One thing I, I've appreciated about you is just your mind for 
like looking at uh, potential opportunities to disrupt the market. So with Rove Concepts, the direct-to-consumer model of furniture, uh, I know we've got a couple chairs in our living room uh, that we bought from Rove before we knew you. And it was just that such a easy way and simple way to buy great furniture. And and then, you know, you had mentioned you grew that organization and you exited uh, not that long ago. And instead of sitting back and going, okay, well, I'm just going to relax for a little bit, you decided, hey, let's start something else. And uh, that's where you ended up with Monos. So, you know, mm-hmm. what Monos, what, what is Monos? Uh, Monos is a, you know, at, at the, there's, I think there's really two sides uh, to Monos. Um I think these days with brands, uh, you can't just be a brand that is purely focused on business, you know, a business model where, you know, there's, you know, huge margins. It's a great product. Um, I think, you know, with the competition these days, a brand has to have both, um, you know, its own, its uh, values that it communicates to customers where, you know, they become fans of your brand, not just because of the business model, but because, um, of what the brand believes in, right? Um, and so Monos was kind of created uh, uh, with kind of both of these in mind. Um, you know, on the business side, we we saw a huge opportunity to um, kind of uh, uh, disrupt the market of uh, suitcases. You know, typically, I think suitcase buying um, has uh, ha- hasn't really evolved. Um, uh, you know, I think most people still, you know, go to a department store or Costco and, and they, and there's a ton of suitcases, a ton of selection. Um, no one there really to help you. There's no product knowledge, uh, at all. You know, there's no information as to what makes a good suitcase. And, and, you know, the, the, you know, people are just expected that they use the suitcase, it breaks down and they get a new one. Um, and, and we saw an opportunity to kind of, um, you know, uh, build a build a build a brand um, that creates um, awareness into what makes a good suitcase, um, and and also kind of and also incorporate uh, what looks good right now to and what appeals to people, just like um, in fashion, right? You know, when you walk into a clothing store, the mannequins and and or, or magazines and things like that kind of gives you the inspiration to or uh, what what you aspire to look look like right um and so we that's um that's the opportunity we saw in in the travel space uh for suitcases um and on on the brand side uh we kind of saw an opportunity to kind of communicate the message of mindful travel um and that's kind of where our name comes in uh, monos. Uh, it, it actually is a Japanese phrase. Uh, it's short for, you know, from a Japanese phrase, uh, mono no arari. Um, essentially, it means the appreciation of uh, beauty and fleeting moments. Um, mm, wow. And to kind of expand that, it's it's really, you know, during during your travels, um, you know, we're always, a lot, a lot of times you, you, you try to pack a lot of things into a trip, right? You know, you might you might have, you know, five places you want to go to, you know, uh, the landmarks or whatnot. And you got to catch this train and maybe hop on this bus and, and, and meet this tour guide there. And, and a lot of times when you're doing these things, you, you really don't stop to appreciate what's around you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it just doesn't allow for these very present, um, it doesn't allow you to be present. Um, and, and what we found were during our travels, kind of the most, 
fondest memories that we had were when we were very present in moments where, and, 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 you know, whether it's just sitting in a cafe and, you know, re- you know, listening to the music or people talking. And, and I think um, that's kind of what we try to inspire people to, uh, to do um, when they ca- kind of connect with our brand. Uh, thanks for t- taking us down that journey uh, for, for Monos and it's uh, the website monos.com. It's, it's aesthetically beautiful website and it does draw you into that journey of, of travel, but not travel from a place of, okay, we need to escape our life. We uh, travel from a place of, of beauty and there's beautiful mm-hmm. places. And, and so the, this company is relatively new. It's not, hasn't been around for very long and you've started the business with a few, a few founders. So there's, I think, believe three co-founders in the organization. Yeah. Three, including myself. Yes. The three, including yourself. And so, you know, I think what is interesting to me is when you sit down with a couple other friends and decide, Hey, we're going to launch a new business. How did you decide who's going to focus on what? Uh, yeah. So I think it has to start with, um, you know, when I decided to get back into um, creating, um, you know, this, this, brand i i already knew the people that um i wanted to work with already um you know just to give an example hubert one of the co-founders uh he's a longtime friend um uh you know i've i've known him since high school actually elementary school and he's always been in you know super creative um very talented uh really amazing with, you know, words and, and, and copy. And, um, I just knew if I was to, you know, build my next brand, I would love to work with him and, and just speaking with him over the years, whether it's, you know, over dinner or lunch, uh, he, he's, he'd always shown an interest into kind of building something for himself as well. He's, uh, worked at a, um, a boutique design firm as a senior designer for the past decade. Um, so, you know, right off the bat, that's, you know, that, it was just very, it was just very easy and collaborative there because he fulfilled a very important part of the company uh, by leading the um, uh, creative part, creative mm-hmm. department. Yeah, that's great. And yeah, it's, um, it's so important to, you know, when you're thinking about starting something new, you know, do it mm-hmm. on your own and just hire in for talent or sit mm-hmm. down and look at you know people that you trust, admire and, and talk about, opportunity to build something. And I could just mm-hmm. imagine that conversation of, hey, I've got this crazy idea to disrupt this market. Um, and are you in? You want to come along for the journey, for the ride? Yeah. And it, and I think I've been pretty lucky uh, throughout this journey that uh, the partners that I've had, I've known before. So it wasn't you know something new where we didn't know each other personally. Um, we've um, you know, my previous two partners and the current two partners, we've all known each other personally uh, before we got into into business together. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's there's a you know a layer of trust and a layer and already a way that we communicate. Um, it's fairly easy. Um, and and you know, Daniel, you know, my third partner. Um, what was really easy about that? Um, he's actually he's he's almost like a replica he's almost a, a duplicate of myself. Okay. Um, so he, yeah, so he's, 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 he's built and uh, he's built and ran uh, um, several successful e-commerce stores uh, over the years. 
um, just after he actually he dropped out of university and he started his uh, first store there. Um, so, you know, we both actually have the same skills in the sense of knowing, uh, connecting all the dots from A to Z in building a uh, e-commerce business. Uh, but what what separates us is um, <clears throat> just the way we think. Uh, we're, we're very two different people in the sense he's very analytical and uh, loves the operational side of the business, whereas I, I, um, I'm more focused on the um, overall vision, the brand and marketing of the, of the company. So that, that's how we kind of split our roles, uh, but, but at the same time be able to understand each other because we've done kind of all parts of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's so important to really understand um, skill set, right? What what mm-hmm. gets people excited? And if you know if operations doesn't excite you, uh, you probably need to find someone who is excited about that operations. And so that kind of leads me into you know the the growth of the organization. I've been following Monos for a while, and I know your your company is is growing um, month over month. And with the growth of an organization comes growth of people and needing to add resources to the team. And so you know, this is a common question that I get in some of the consulting I do is, who do I hire? As I'm growing, do I hire in uh, HR resource or do I hire first for customer success? Or you know, where do I start? And so where did you guys start as you started to build out the team of more than just the three of you? Um, yeah, so the, the unique part of um, our brand, well, our company and I, I, and what gives us, I think, an edge over any other, um, well, I shouldn't say any other SARP because I think, you know, there could be a lot of different teams there. But what's unique about us is just our past experience, having two founders um, knowing, you know, from A to Z how to do a lot of the marketing and a lot of um, uh, uh, the logistics side of things. Were. So we pretty much are very self-sufficient right from the beginning. Um, we didn't really need to outsource uh, the marketing, the, you know, um, shipping and logistics, uh, you know, the buying and manufacturing overseas, everything we knew how to do. Um, and, and that lets us, um, that lets us, uh, be able to really be hands on with, uh, a lot of the quality aspects of, uh, each of those departments. Um, yeah. So, so really building out the team, you know, when we first, when we first talked about, um, this company, we really wanted to be very focused in the, in, in the, in the teams that we built. So we didn't want to have, you know, five, six different departments and, and, and try to build and scale those teams. We wanted things that we were really good at overseeing and, and we've kind of narrowed that down to customer service. So, um, the customer experience and the creative design team was the two departments that we are hoping to only really have in our company and to scale that. Wow. So that's uh, that's even disruptive in a traditional model of, of scaling a business where so often organizations, you know, years down the road, look back and, and figure out, try to figure out how did they end up being so siloed? You know, where mm-hmm. it sounds like that's not the path you're choosing to go down. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, would you say it's a fairly flat organization it, from a hierarchy perspective? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely fairly flat. Um, I think that comes from, 
what we've decided early on as the culture that we wanted. Um, you know, when we first started, you know, I think a lot of companies will come up with several company core values. Um, I think, it, I think it, that does shift with time depending on the size of the company. Um, but, uh, you know, the two that we found really resonates um, a lot right now for us is uh, trust and leading with empathy. Um, so, so elaborating on that, you know, every, every team member that comes to our, uh, that joins our, our company the, on the first day, we kind of go over these two values. Um, and trust being, you know, there's a hundred percent complete full trust between everyone on the team. So, um, what that means is, you know, there's trust in them, um, you know, uh, having the company's interests, um, you know, in the decisions they're making and there's trust in each other, right? There's a, you know, trusting in your teammates to, to, to know that, um, they're also going to be doing their best work. Um, I think a lot of times when, um, when, when there's the, the trust isn't there and, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you, you need to earn the trust. I think mm-hmm. then you start to micromanage a lot because you, you start to oversee too much the, because you don't trust them. Right. So I think, you know, being able to tell them out, out up front that, you know, there's a complete trust in there that it kind of gives that, you know, the person that we're hiring the best chance of success in our, in our opinion, because they will do their best work knowing, you know, we, we have complete faith in them. Um, and and leading with empathy um, is 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 uh, is a big one for us. Um, so within our organization, we actually don't have you know time in time out. We don't actually clock anybody. Um, and and the, the leading with empathy plays in the trust part too. So again, you know if you come in ten minutes after, so we have starting and kind of end times each day. But there's a window where. Um, you know, if you, you've come in 10 minutes later and, you know, we have, we, we kind of trust that perhaps you wanted to, for example, do a morning yoga and you, and you told us, you know, we, I'd like, you know, it, it's really helpful for my, you know, mental health or my, whatever it is to, you know, have this class in the morning. Can I come in later? You know, there's kind of full trust that that's your intention. Or if someone on the flip side needs to leave early because they, um, you know, just aren't having the best day, for example, there's no judgment that we, we always kind of lead with empathy and we, we, we want to empathize to, you know, the well being of, um, kind of everybody. So there's no judgment, you know, if someone needs to go home because they need to have, they have a family or, or whatnot. So I think that's, that's kind of the culture that we're, we're trying to build is, um, where people aren't looking over their shoulders. It's so important to to lead from that place of core values. You know, if, mm-hmm. I think we've had a conversation quite a while ago about values and and the intention behind them. And I've recorded a number of podcasts now on values. And so, you know, for those entrepreneurs or people who are listening who may not be bought into why values are needed, um, here we are hearing a real example of of how to start an organization, sitting down with your co-founders and really really flushing out what what do we stand for? What does that mean? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that has made the hiring process as you bring people on uh, a little bit easier. Oh yeah, much easier. I think for us, we knew getting that first person that uh, really aligned with our values was very important um, because that it, it, it 
I think once you get the first few hires right and they're all bought in, it, 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 you know, that type of energy and positivity kind of just, it, it, it exudes to the next kind of, you know, the people, the next people, right. The next, your next hires. Um, and that's very important, um, um, to get right early. Um, so that's, that's, mm-hmm. uh, something that we're very, we were very mindful of not rushed. Yeah. And so, so as you build up this, uh, your organization for Manos, um, and keeping in, in that, um, kind of mindset of keeping it flat organizations, really building out the two teams. And how does that work in terms of responsibility for managing people? So as you bring people on, you know, there's almost this unsaid expectation from employees that, hey, I'm going to get a performance review and then my salary is going to increase. Or, you know, where am I going to go next in the organization and setting out growth plans? And so uh, is that a collaborative effort between uh, the founders, or is there one specific person who has taken that on? At the size of our team currently, it's pretty collaborative. Um, you know, th- it was it was something funny enough. It was something we were just about to get into because we had our you know first kind of big team meeting in February, um, and you know shortly after COVID happened, and so we actually haven't even gone down that path because you know once it happened it was kind of very much on the secondary just to be just to really dive into the, you know the company itself and the and the health of it because of the impact of uh, the uh, coronavirus yeah and i can imagine you know yeah well i know you've pivoted um monos being a travel company and suitcases where everything has been or had been shut down uh, that has an impact on business and and being a small team i think it's allowing for that agility and ability to mm-hmm. to pivot and so and i'm sure building on a culture of trust and leading with empathy everyone in the organization understands. It's like, okay, we were going to go down there, but we really need to ensure that this organization stays, stays around for the long, long haul. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And so, you know, when, when the company did have to pivot and you, you've released a new product, um, yeah. How did the team rally behind that? Yeah. You know, for us, um, I think being able to pivot to a new product uh, first, there's a sense of excitement for sure, right? Um, because it's just like creating anything new. Uh, when you're creating, you know, you get creative, and 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 the and there's a certain, um, you know, the team gets a renewed sense of purpose now, right? Um, you know, luggage was definitely something that's that was that wasn't selling or moving at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was very important for us to look for a pivot point to, to, to have the team rally behind and, um, to get a, yeah, a renewed sense of purpose and motivation. Um, and, and yeah, that's that we were, you know, luckily it, you know, was pretty successful in, in doing so. And, and that's kind of allowed us to, um, not only, you know, stay, you know, survive this period. We've, we've actually, um, seen a growth, seen, you know, growth in April and, uh, May, uh, uh, from March. Wow. And, um, the, the neat part was, you know, we're, we were able to actually continue on with our promise of, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, employee benefits. Uh, that was something we were working on prior to COVID. And it was definitely 
something we were looking into right after that it, it all happened but uh yeah now now we're in may and um you know we realize things are kind of turning around for us um and we've actually yeah we've actually just signed on to uh you know our benefits plan and we're very excited you know for the team to be able to kind of add that in in in, in there and, and i know a lot of people um you know that's an important important uh aspect in joining a company is is some of these benefits well that that's uh that's fantastic uh, congratulations on that in in the midst of you know we're recording this in the midst of uh the pandemic and you know this uh, so you know being able to still grow an organization a travel brand organization as well as take a look at your employees and say hey you know we we need people for the long term they're bought into the product, but let's invest in our people as well. So that's, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's, 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 you know, that, that was really, again, um, what we decided on early on was absolutely kind of going above and beyond for our team and really taking care of them. Um, and, and, and yeah, I think everything else kind of, um, it, and, and, you know, just going deeper into, why we decided, you know, yeah. the creative team and, and the customer service, it's, mm-hmm. it becomes very black or white when we're managing um, these teams, right? Uh, for example, you know, with our customer experience team, it's it's very easy to track different KPI numbers in terms of, you know, tickets solved and and um, and customer feedback on, you know, the, the, the uh, interaction with our customer uh, team. Uh, so these things are all very easily, um, uh, you, you know, you can, you can, you can, you can look into if someone decided to take advantage of our, you know, our company and, and take advantage of the situation where we're giving them that full trust. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a very easy decision for us when we do these reviews, you know, if someone were taking advantage of that. Um, and, 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 and same thing on the designing side, you know, creative is, is a, is a department where you can't, just say, Hey, why don't you work faster work? You know, why, why is this taking so long? Because it's, it's something we, we, we do value, um, you know, the, uh, the creatives, uh, you know, the design team where it does take time to come up with great ideas, you know? Um, and, and the cool part is again, you know, all, all our projects and, and things can be tracked and, and for, it's funny enough, you know, um, <clears throat> as we're as we're moving along with you know, our being working in our office and having everyone work from home, our, the productivity has actually skyrocketed. Um, especially with the designers, they've been kind of knocking out all the different things that we need to do, and it was you know really kudos to them that we were able to launch and pivot so fast with our new products. It's a uh... It's an amazing ability, and I think it's inspiring, and it should be inspiring for for any uh, founder who might be listening to this podcast is listen to the team, listen to the needs of the team, and uh, as well as, you know, what do we stand for as an organization? You you talk about the creative side of the business and giving freedom in that. It's not like, hey, we need a new product uh, by tomorrow in order to pivot. It's allowing that space, but also you know, that trust from a customer uh, service perspective and trusting the team in that. So, you know, as you know, I've kind of mentioned a few times, there might be founders or managers or leaders or individual contributors listening. 
you know, what would be a piece of advice you'd offer to an entrepreneur, you know, as they are adding resources to the team or growing the team or maybe pivoting their, their organization? Um, I think it's, uh, well, I think, you know, listen, I think listening to well, first podcast, they actually do help a lot. Um, uh, you know, I, I, you know, looking back to, you know, the things we're doing now, it just all came from experience. Right. Um, and there's no, it's really hard to substitute that sometimes unless you're, you've done it before. Um, so definitely, you know, finding a mentor, um, listening to, you know, podcasts like these where you could kind of expedite that, um, experience learning, you know, without actually doing it and just hearing kind of these case studies of, you know, what's worked and what hasn't that really, uh, I think, you know, prior to this, you know, I think, you know, in 2011, there weren't really podcasts that were, they were podcasts, but it wasn't as, you know, in the, on a, you know, widely, uh, in the mainstream. Right. And, and there were, you know, several books out there, but it could be outdated by the time it's published, you know? Um, so mm-hmm. I think, um, that, that's definitely, you know, something I found tremendous value, um, recently, even, you know, right now I'm always looking for new different podcasts and conversation, seeing what, what kind of things I can pick out because yeah, just, there's nothing that can substitute it. Um, and, and so that's why I, I, I always value the opinions and, and, uh, of, you know, people that's, you know, traveled, uh, and, and done a lot more, uh, than, than, than I've, I've done. Yeah. It's, uh, I appreciate you, you saying that. I think, you know, we, in 30 minutes or so, it's really hard to get into the, the nuts and bolts of what makes an organization or, or real detailed, um, plans or detailed advice for entrepreneurs. And, but there, there's a plethora of, of data and information out there. Uh, whether it's, Hey, I need to, research adding benefits for my employees, right? There's, there's lots of great places to go and, and sources of information and, um, and also people to reach out to, right? It's, I, I've recently had a, a, an entrepreneur reach out to me and on LinkedIn, I don't know the person, we have no mutual connection and, and um, was just seeking some advice on, on something. And so we'd be amazed at how, uh, our world is is more than willing to give advice and give their thoughts and opinions on things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, and so you know, I think uh, as we kind of wrap up here, um, I really appreciate you, Victor, for for coming on today and um, yeah, and uh, just talking us through your journey from you know starting really just at a young age and developing a couple of businesses and then to Rove Concepts and now into Monos, as well as your thoughts just on, you know, structuring your co-founders and, and adding people and, and what really keeps you grounded and focused. And, you know, those two core values, trust and lead with empathy. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there will be other organizations that will now borrow those as core values. <laughs> So yeah, thanks again. And uh, for those who are listening, uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And we hope to uh, hear from you again soon. Take care. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Tim. Take care. You're welcome. No problem. Bye-bye.